Welcome back to another episode of Fight in Progress, a podcast conversation about our men and women in law enforcement and the challenges they face. With lead stress coach and founder of Under the Shield Foundation, Susan Simmons, and Arizona police officer, Ace Walker. Thank you to UFIT MMA and Jiu-Jitsu for supporting this episode. Their info is in the description below. And now a message from our new sponsor, FHE Health. This is Dr. Bo Nelson. I'm the Director of Clinical Services at FHE Health in Deerfield Beach, Florida. For over 20 years, FHE Health has been providing quality substance abuse and mental health services. An important part of our work is our Shatterproof program that works with first responders. We treat police, fire, EMS, military, and corrections officers in an environment that is supportive of them. We have a staff of trained professionals who understand the issues that first responders go through. Some of our staff are former first responders. We also have an innovative neurotherapy program that actually gets to the root of the problems that are faced by our first responders. This can include PTSD, depression, anxiety, and substance abuse disorders. At FHE Health, our Shatterproof program is designed to help the people who help others. We are committed to the first responder population, and we offer hope and healing. Welcome again to our next edition of Fight in Progress, and it is becoming quite apparent to me at how appropriate the title of our podcast is. And we want to welcome today Rebecca from Proud Police Wives, who's a very good friend and an amazing woman who is doing great things for families who often get caught in these fights, whether it's administrations, whether it's the public, whether it's other wives, whatever it is. So Rebecca, we just want to welcome you to the show today. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm so honored to come on here and talk with you. I know I've known you for a couple of years, but it's just an honor to always sit down and chat with you. And um, I'm just so thankful to come on and share a little bit about Proud Police Wife with you guys. Wonderful. wonderful. Well, uh, you're part of the Under the Shield family, whether you knew that or not, and you don't really have a choice, so <laughs> you're in it now. <laughs> um, but anyway, talk to us a little bit about your background um, and what prompted you to start uh, this organization? Definitely. So my background is actually in education. I have a master's in education, and I used to teach kindergarten and first grade. Um, once, it's kind of always been on my heart and my mind to serve this community in some capacity. So when my husband um, were high school sweethearts, we've been together almost 20 years. So I saw the before what it was like before he was in law enforcement, then the changes we kind of went through as a couple and individually when he went through the academy and FTO and afterwards. Um, And so once he got in, I always had kind of questions if what we were going through, the changes in our relationship were normal or not. And it wasn't huge things, but it was just like, when do you talk to each other when you're, you have completely opposite schedules or is it normal that, he, you know, all of a sudden wakes up and he's got court and we had no idea, like just little things. I wasn't sure, but it can make those little things can add up and make, you know, to be um, difficult to navigate as a couple, especially like a newly married couple. You mean to so, tell me nobody prepared you for all of that? No, not at all. Like they didn't give me some handbook when you went through the academy or anything. What a concept so, to maybe prepare families. What do you think? 
Right. So it, it was just always on my heart and mind to see if others were going through what we went through because I would Google and literally nothing came up ever. <laughs> um, and so I did my years of teaching, decided to stay home with our kids. And then that was the time that I felt like, okay, I still, we're still going through things now that we're having children and I'm staying home and things like that. So I'm like, I'm just going to put myself out there. I started a blog initially almost like been over four years ago okay. and um, literally had no idea what I was doing. I thought um, I'm going to just, I love to write. So that was an outlet for me. So that's initially how it began was to just kind of share what we went through. Um, and the first couple blog posts got picked up by National Police Wives Association and it just exploded like, um, overnight just exploded. And so people were asking for more resources and I'm like, hang on a second. I've only written five blog posts here. Like <laughs> this is, it's going to take me a while. So you mean um, you weren't the expert at it right off? <laughs> right. So, but it did show me that, um, it was just this community, the spouses and the families in particular were craving resources that they just didn't have. Mm -hmm. You would find one or two like random blog posts, but there was nothing consistent out there that kind of, you know, full circle brought together what um, the families and spouses go through because of our spouse's job. And mm -hmm. that this is a lifestyle, any way you look at it, their schedules and, and what they do impacts us. So sure. I wanted to just bring support resources and encouragement to spouses and families. So that's what I started doing. So the blog grew, um, now I've, you know, social channels and now, um, I do an annual conference, which is virtual, which I know we'll talk about too. Sure. Um, but that all stemmed from just kind of sharing a little bit about our experience about, about four years ago. And what is the blog called? Was that initially proud police wives? Yeah. Yeah, so called Proud Police Wife because, and that's who I am. Right. So, um, you know, obviously that's not all I am. I'm, I'm a mom, I'm, you know, a teacher, a, you know, PTO parent, things like that. But um, that's who I am was Proud Police Wife. And so that is the name of the blog, proudpolicewife.com. Okay. And that's the name of, you know, my social channels. But, um, Anyone can access the resources. There are, you know, police moms that will come if they, you know, their their son or daughter isn't married yet. They come to find resources if they just went off to the academy. Um, girlfriends, fiancés, everybody is welcome. It's just name that because that's who I am. And um, it's hard to write from a perspective where you don't have experience. Absolutely. So, I write from my experience. I don't claim to know what it's like to be a husband or, um, you know, just a, a mom, a different role. So I just write from my experience and then I try to bring in those who um, have walked in different shoes than myself and mm -hmm. bring those, um, you know, experts in to share their experience because I don't claim to know everything. What about your husband? What was his um feeling about you starting this did he have some concerns was he gung-ho and thought this was a great idea well so initially i said okay i want to do this he knew that i loved writing and i said i want to do this but you know we just set some ground rules and we <laughs> do that in our relationship you know on a lot of different fronts but 
we just set some ground rules and boundaries that I wasn't going to share where he works. I wasn't going to share our last name. Um, I don't share a lot about, like, I don't share our children's names. So we do have some boundaries in place because this is my work. Mm -hmm. And this is my experience with his job, Mm -hmm. but I don't share about his work in particular. So we really try to keep that um, separate. It's important for me to, you know, respect those boundaries. And I've been easily able to do what I do, you know, Mm -hmm. within those boundaries. Um, But initially, I think he probably thought like the first year when it just kind of exploded, (laughs) I, you know, I had little kids at home. Like I had a brand new baby and two toddlers. So I was mom all day long. To do all of this. Literally, I was writing a blog post in the hospital about eight hours after I gave birth. Um, So it was insane because I, I loved doing this. It was like, it just like filled my cup so much. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it and I saw other people that needed help and that's just who I am, um, my personality. And so I would put the kids to bed and literally come downstairs into my office and I would work until two, one, two o'clock in the morning. (laughs) literally like five days a week. And I did that for an entire year. So I think you probably thought like, okay, where's this going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but at the same time, he was really supportive. Like he would, the way his schedule was that worked for me to like do my writing at night, he would get up with the kids if the baby woke up or something. And so that just worked. Now he sees what a huge impact it it is. And he is my biggest cheerleader. So he supports me 100%. Um, We make things work with our schedules. And he, when I feel like I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. He's like, yes, you are the person to do this. Like he pushes me um, to, you know, do new things and get creative. And he'll, it's cute. He'll text me sometimes like, hey, I thought of this idea for you. I'm like, oh, Oh, I love that. Nice. He's really, really supportive. Well, he sees the benefit. You have helped and given a voice to so many. And being the ex-spouse of law enforcement, but I was there 20 years. And it's it's kind of funny to hear some of the younger spouses and they'll say that, you know, I don't have credibility because I got divorced. And I'm like, no, it's part of the life experience. (laughs) This is this is is. reality. It absolutely is. And so it's it's awesome that your husband can see the benefit you're providing because Thank it's you. something that has been missing for so, so, so many years. And I think yes. that, I, I, well, I know, I know you're changing lives and you're probably strengthening marriages. But I have to ask, have you had any pushback from husbands going, wait a minute, this isn't for me because you just talk about from the wife's perspective? Once in a while, I do get messages and it may not be from the husband, but it'll be like a female police officer that'll say, well, what about the husbands? What about the moms? Mm -hmm. Um, What about the kids? And I try to like, I'll do little things like have Instagram story takeovers where someone else can come into my stories for the day and kind of share about. So I try to highlight that and I try to, I'm big on like the children of law enforcement too, because I have children and I was a teacher. So I feel like I have good background to be able to, you know, help families with that. But um, so I totally get it, but it's an, it's a niche, you know, in a sense that like that, 
what I talk about, if I talked about, um, you know, everything under the sun, I don't think people would, um, you know, take my word for it, or I wouldn't be as credible if I tried to, you know, talk about everything. And again, I talk about things from my perspective as Mm -hmm. a wife. Mm -hmm. So it's not, I want people to feel included. I try to include everybody. I try to say things like spouse, um, not just like husband so that they can feel like it relates to them. Um, when I make little memes and things like that, I will say like, um, you know, she or he, I try to use different pronouns so that again, people feel included. Um, so I have gotten some messages and it's more, you know, like when you go to a mom blog, you don't, they're not saying, Hey, where are the dads? Or, I mean, you, you just have to focus on what, um, I think your experience is, and it's hard to talk from, from another role. So again, everybody's welcome, but at the same time, I feel like I have to stick with what I know. Well, and it's like when we do trainings and, you know, if it's a police department that brings us in for the training, but then they'll include fire. And, you know, I tell them I I wasn't married to fire. I was married to law enforcement. But you know what? People are smart enough to take information and generalize it back to them. And that's the important part. You know, and it's like I would have people sometimes, spouses, even in law enforcement, who'd say, oh, yeah, but you were married to a fed. I was, but he was a road deputy the first year. But again, it really doesn't matter what the roles are. Take the information and generalize it back to yourself. I think we've got a society right now that's just too confused by what you identify with and how you identify and and all of these, these things. But you know what? People really are smart enough to figure it out for themselves. And, you know, the stuff that works for you. Take it, the stuff that doesn't apply to you, toss it out and move on. It's about resources. I, it is. And that's what I say to people sometimes is, you know, if you can relate, great. Take that encouragement, that support and apply mm-hmm. it to your life. If you can't, you're welcome to keep scrolling. And it's not to be mean at all. Sure. It's just that I can't, um, you know, I, I can't kind of change for every, I'm not going to be able to hit every person um, or every lifestyle or um, people will say, well, you're, I had someone tell me, well, your um, name is, you know, proud police wife. What about deputy? What about sheriff? What I'm like, we're getting a little bit too particular here. Like this is my husband is, you know, works for a sheriff's office, but I still don't call it deputy. I I say police because I feel like that's a more general term. Sure. And I don't know. That's what I came up with. And here's my challenge (laughs) to any husband of law enforcement out there. Here's my challenge. Take, take Rebecca's lead, start something for husbands. I'm sure there, there are some differences and, you know, cause I, I also teach trainings for, um, all women in law enforcement conferences because women in law enforcement do have some different issues from men and so again, if you're if you're a husband of a law enforcement officer, you know you probably do have some things that are different than the wives. But mm-hmm. hey, get out there and start a group that right. can support that side of the house. Um, you know, there's nothing that prevents them from doing it, and I bet you'd even be happy to help them try to figure out how to get it rolling. Absolutely, and I've I have talked with some um, different families before too, like even. 
one lady wanted to start something specifically for teenage kids, which I think yes. is great because oh, there are not a lot of resources out there at like none out there at all. And again, I didn't teach teenagers and I don't have teenage kids. So it's my resources are, or what I can suggest is limited as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, do it. And I will share because it's needed. And even other um, police wife bloggers, you know, there's some other ones out there too. And I'm like, let's, we all have to work together mm-hmm. and we all have something unique to share. We all have different perspectives. So we got to share each other's stuff because, yep. you know, ever everybody's got a voice in this community. So it's best to just, you know, share that. And there's no, it doesn't need to be just one person sharing all the it's not about eliminating things it's about bringing more to the table there's room for everybody and if we don't start to do that then and you know and we have we actually have a stress coach too just to throw this out to the audience and for you too that she specializes and works with our kids teenagers young adults of law enforcement and first responders and that's her thing she was a therapist in new york she moved to arizona years ago and Patricia's amazing. She um, was a juvenile probation officer. She's worked for yeah. Child Protective Services. And so she is seeing a lot of kids right now via Zoom for yeah. whatever reason. Um, or she'll, <laughs> one of her favorite things to do is she loves to meet them at a Starbucks or someplace for coffee yeah. and just kind of sit and chat with them. And they're like, you know, you're not like other counselors. Well, that's because that's not her job. So, um, you know, if you've got people who are interested in doing something, especially for teenagers, then I'd encourage them. Contact us and we can get Patricia involved in that. Definitely. I'm going to write that down so I can remember. Definitely. So tell us about the conference, how you came up with the concept and how it has kind of evolved. Because this is what, the third year? Yes, the third year okay. already. And I was honored to be on last year, and um, I know what an amazing <laughs> thing it is. And so tell us all how that concept came about. So I just wanted to find a way to, um, you know, obviously I will do like blog posts or um, share a resource in my Instagram stories or Facebook, but the shelf life of sharing things like that is like one day. So mm-hmm you know, it's not reaching kind of the masses. So I wanted to find a way to bring together experts and resources um, more like on a national scale. Um, And I I decided to do a virtual conference for a few reasons. One, that's just the season of life that I'm in with little kids. I (laughs) didn't feel like I could do a huge in-person, but I didn't want to do something in-person because I was seeing little, um, you know, conferences pop up here and there, and I was just kind of watching, and they would, I mean, the number of people that would attend was maybe like less than 100, Yes. and it's really because there are so many constraints to doing something like that as far as, you know, the officer's schedule, Mm -hmm. even the spouse's schedule, childcare, travel, cost. All of those things. And, you know, when you have to pay for a conference and travel and food and hotel, it can really, really add up. And then COVID. (laughs) You were ahead of yourself. (laughs) Yes, I did this way before pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So I wanted to find a way that just didn't have all these constraints. Um, So I decided to do just a virtual conference again. 
the first year I, I mean, I do it all by myself. So I spend like a total of five months, basically, um, you know, reaching out for sponsorships, reaching out to speakers, um, interviewing the speakers, editing, just doing all the back end work. Um, and that, so the first year we had close to 8,000 registrations online. What, so what, what were you thinking you might get? Did you have an idea? My, my goal, well, I wasn't sure exactly, but my goal was a thousand <laughs> because, um, I didn't, you know, I thought, okay, in-persons are getting like 50 to a hundred. So I'm like, if I could get a thousand people across the nation, that would be incredible. And we had 8,000 and it just kind of blew my expectations out of the water, but it also showed me, okay, mm-hmm. again, this is what we need. This is what our community needs. Were um, they mostly spouses or were there officers too, or couples registering or what did it look like? So the 8,000 was mostly spouses that registered. However, um, some of the videos were watched two and three times because they'd watch it one time alone, but then their officer was getting on. So really it could have been upwards of 16,000 because, you know, it's a couple watching. So there were, you know, like your video last year, um, every time we have um, the financial cop, Nick Daughtry Mm -hmm. on, that's a big one that couples want to watch together. Um, And when they hear stories of like critical incidents and learning about how to navigate that, those are ones that couples usually watch together. Um, so this year, so we're going into our third year, um, I'll explain a little bit how the conference works. Um, first, there are three different levels for signing up. The first is a general admission pass, which is free and they get access to the conference videos for just the conference week. Um, the next is a $17 VIP pass and they get access for an entire year to watch the videos, rewatch the videos. They also get like a digital workbook. So they download the workbook. And then the third is lifetime access. And it's not lifetime for every conference, but it's lifetime for this year's content. They have access forever. And they also get a number of things with that. It's $39 and they get a digital workbook my police wife resource binder, which is also digital. And then this year I'm also doing a, for the lifetime group, a webinar on um, self-care. And so it's really important for spouses to avoid that burnout and self-care looks very different for everybody. It's not just, oh, you need to go take a walk. No, that doesn't work for me. So how do you find out what to do, what works for you and build it into your schedule? Wonderful. Um, So- The way that the conference is set up, um, I interview 10 experts within the law enforcement community. Um, And sometimes they're just spouses that have a really good way of giving advice on what they've gone through. Or it's, you know, people like you that have organizations or podcasts that have um, just great expertise. And so I interview just kind of like a podcast like this. There is video. Each video is about 20 to 30 minutes. And then I share um, approximately two videos per day during the conference week. So they log in to the conference portal on my website and they can watch the videos and rewatch them. And the great part about it is they can watch whenever they want. So they don't need to log on at like two o'clock on a Monday. 
they can watch whenever works for their schedule. Nice. Um, and we also have this year, our keynote speaker is the founder of five love languages, Dr. Gary Chapman. And so we're thrilled to have him and he's going to be talking about um, five love language, but five love languages, but how it relates to law enforcement. If your love language is physical world, you other place. <laughs> so um, he's going to talk a little bit how that works for law enforcement couples. I was so excited um, to hear he was going to be on there. We also have giveaways. So we're very lucky that we have um, just very pro-police supportive businesses that give giveaways that um, we will have during the week. So it's a busy, jam-packed, filled week, but it's super exciting to be able to pour back into this community and have them have access to these people that are normally they just do um they might do you know speakers or small conferences locally or in their state but now they get access to them on a national level yeah i use his five love language test with all my couples and it's and it's always so interesting and one of the one of the cool stories was I always, you know, people tend to think they just need to know their partner's number one love language. And I'm like, no, 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 especially in law enforcement, because if your top one requires you to be present and y'all are passing in the night, then, and I had one couple that fortunately he works a lot. Fortunately for him, his wife's, uh, the first one I want to say was something like physical touch. And the second one was words of affirmation. And I told him, I said, that's such great news because here's the deal um, she's feeling disconnected from him because he's never around. But I said, do you ever just text her during the day and say, love you, miss you, you know, how are the boys, whatever. Right. And he goes, no. And I said, you're going to now. And so a week later, she yeah. calls me and she goes, you're a genius, Susan. And I said, why? And she goes, because I don't really care if he's home or not because I'm feeling connected to him because he's just texting. Right. And so yes. it's, it's yeah. really interesting how those love languages, they're very important and people have to know not just number one, but number two, and sometimes even number three. And right, especially right. in you this industry. Yes. And definitely. sometimes they need a little help. They do. Definitely. So I think this will be a really good reminder for couples. Um, he's also giving away his book to several people. Nice. Um, so that's one of the giveaways is we have a bunch of books to give away. Um, so I'm going to encourage people to take the test if they haven't already mm-hmm. or even retake it because my love language has changed over the years yes. um, since having three children. Yes. Is acts <laughs> like, of service high for you? Yeah. What's that? Acts of service. Is that high for you? Huge for me. Yes. Um, it used to be physical touch. Now I don't want to be touched. <laughs> like I, I have three kids climbing on me. I would much prefer acts of service now. Yeah. So it's changed. So sometimes when your seasons of life change, it's really good to, to retest again. Yes. So um, I'm really excited for him. And he actually, all the videos are pre-recorded. So okay. again, so people can re-watch, but um, he will actually be a live interview. No. And so um, he doesn't allow recordings. So he'll be a live interview and that'll be in the conference Facebook group. So when you sign up, that'll, you'll get the link for the Facebook group and all that kind of stuff. So you get all the details, but Great. he's our only live one, um, but it'll be fantastic yes. to tune in, I think, and, yes. and hear his message. Why do you think the financial person is 
so important? Why do you think, because I, I saw where you were talking about the conference and you said that this is one that's a repeater every year so far. Why do you yeah. think that is? Honestly, it's when law enforcement we know is not a big money maker. one. Um, and I think we just, a, a lot of times with couples, I think it's a, maybe, I don't know, individual or marriage issue, not necessarily law enforcement in general. Sure. Um, but finances are just an issue for so many couples mm-hmm. across the board. And I, I know Nick's personal story as a cop, um, he was in, you know, he's was in law enforcement and I think still is like on, you know, like a part-time basis, but um, he just has an incredible story of how he paid off debt and he talks about this constant cycle about um, law enforcement has access to overtime in many, mm-hmm. you know, many capacities, many departments allow overtime and it's kind of a constant trap. So yes. they think, Ooh, I can make more money. I'm already not making a lot of money in law enforcement. Yes. Let me go ahead and um, sign up for overtime. They see this overtime pay. They almost get like, dependent. not addicted, but like obsessed with it. And dependent like, on it. Let me go ahead. Yes. And let me go ahead and do this. So they kind of, like you said, they get dependent on this overtime pay. But then when they don't have it, they're having to use credit cards yes. to be able to pay their bills. Yes. And so he really talks about how to not do this, how to put those boundaries in place with the overtime pay and your schedule as a couple or individual if you're not married yet and what that does to your finances and Mm -hmm. so it's just such an important connecting those pieces together that he does that i think is so important for law enforcement couples does he talk at all about one of the things that i have to work with my couples on in that regard i'm not a financial person as far as investments and stuff but one of the things i've i've almost gotten kind of amused by is they the this concept of they have his account and her account i actually had a couple one time show they said at the grocery store they hand the cashier two debit cards and say 50 percent out of each one and i go wait 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 wait, wait. where's the hours here my the the recommendations i make is you have to have three accounts his hers and ours same as friends you have to have his hers and ours and i said the his and hers are not for accumulating wealth. Right. They are for some independence because, you know, when I was first married, we still wrote checks for everything. And it could right. take seven, 10 days for a check to clear. But now right. if the husband wants to send flowers to the wife or go to Victoria's Secret and buy her something and she pulls up the account and it's come out immediately and she's going, who is he buying this for? Right. And it either leads to suspicion or they already know the cat's out of the bag. No surprise here. And so I tell them, you know, you every all money goes into our account and then you budget to his right. and hers. But this mine and yours and we split the bills down. The, I said, guys, you're roommates. You're setting your marriage up for failure in the beginning. Right. Does he address those kinds of things at all? He does. And he, we talked about that a lot in last year's conference and he really, Nick really suggests that, um, your finances, if you're married, stay together. Mm-hmm. And the way that it works is everything goes in, but then you budget your, you each get kind of like an allowance, yes. um, your own personal spending. So instead, like he follows Dave Ramsey. So yes. 
um, he recommends like taking cash out. So mm -hmm. he gets his play money and she gets her play money mm -hmm. and you get to do with what you want. So he, you know, talks about how he came home one day and he goes, look, honey, I bought a new gun. She's like, what? He goes, Hey, <laughs> I was saving my play money. This is my, so she can't say anything. Um, and so that's how you kind of, you know, you have your money and if you're buying something for the, for each other, that's what you're going to use that with. If you want to surprise each other, sure. um, and that, you know, is usually in cash or maybe you have like separate, um, I don't know that he necessarily said it, but this is just an idea, like have separate, um, like savings accounts off of your joint account so that you each can pull from that. Sure. If you don't want to like carry around a bunch of cash. Sure. Um, but he does talk about that a lot, how it's important to have, um, joint checking accounts because your finances are, are yours together yes. and it's very difficult to budget, make plans and grow as a couple if you're thinking separately. Well, and, and sadly, we do have to approach the topic too of if something happens to one or the other, if you yes. don't, that, that it's a nightmare to try to yeah. get into your spouse's account to even pay bills yeah. or whatever needs to be done that it that causes a lot of problems and that's something we've dealt with it just makes a bad situation a whole lot worse and well and that's what that's sort of why i started the police wife resource binder which is a digital binder and you just print it out um and it has tips for like daily life and scheduling but the big section is you know talking about wills and trusts and things like that but also there's a password section in there where I know it seems tedious but to sit down with your spouse and write down these passwords the idea is if heaven forbid something does happen you have this binder that you can grab and go you know exactly who you need to call you know exactly what the passwords are you don't have because when an emergency arises do you really want to be thinking about what's this you know stupid password what's where do we keep this you, you're not in a place to do that nope. and so you don't want to burden other family members so the idea is you take this binder and everything's in there and i kind of came up with the idea because i was i was having wives say well my husband was injured on the line of duty and he pays all the bills and mm -hmm. I couldn't get to anything. Like I couldn't, mm -hmm. we had literally a bill due that day and I couldn't pay something because my husband was in the hospital and I'm home with two little kids and I don't know what to do. Okay. We can't, <laughs> I understand in law enforcement, you can't be prepared for everything, right? but there, there are certain things you can be prepared for. Yeah. You don't need to be in the dark about your finances and your passwords and your logins and you can be prepared for that type of stuff. And that's just marriage. Sure. That's not, you know, I mean, anybody could, could walk out of their house and unfortunately get in a car accident or you just don't know. It's better to be prepared for what you can um, in case a situation arises. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, what are some of the other topics you're going to be covering in the conference this year? So, um, we really tried to focus, I say we, but it's me. Um, <laughs> I really tried to focus <laughs> the conference on the year that we've had, not so much COVID. Um, but at the same time, everything that law enforcement families have gone through this year, mm -hmm. um, and really tried to focus on what, um, families say they needed. So I always tried to send a survey or ask questions on what they feel like 
are um, areas of support that are lacking. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I kind of get my feedback from. So um, we have a variety of topics this year. I already mentioned love languages, but I also have someone coming to talk about um, just how to cultivate friendships and um, build a community when you don't have friends and family around. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of law enforcement families that may have moved or um, you just don't have close family by, but you don't necessarily know anyone in the department, but you want to find friendships. So I have a wife that um, moved you know, to a different state to be with her officer. And so she's gonna talk about how she really built a community around them. Um, awesome. And so that's a great topic. Um, Vicki Gustafson's gonna come on and she has a book and she's gonna talk about just encouraging tips for police wives because sometimes um we don't intend it to be this way but sometimes topics during the conference can feel a little heavy because you're throwing all this information so we wanted to make sure to give some encouraging tips as wives go through and navigate this year um because this past year especially it doesn't matter if you're a brand new spouse or a veteran spouse it's been hard. Yes. Um, and so it doesn't matter what level of experience you have or what your background is. It's been hard in some capacity. So we want to make sure that we are giving that encouragement to any spouse, girlfriend, fiance that needs it. Um, we're also, again, we talked about um, Nick Daughtry for the financial cop. He's going to talk about budgeting 101. So we always try to hone in on a awesome. specific financial topic. Um, and so he's going to talk about budgeting. Um, we also have, uh, Zana Wolfgang is good. She's from honor the brave. Um, she's going to talk about critical incidents and kind of what to do next. Her husband was in, um, a, uh, critical incident that just ended his career. Uh-huh. So she's going to talk about what that was like and how they really found light in the darkness. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, it wasn't, a blessing that had happened, but at the same time, they were able to grow something that they never thought would be imaginable. So um, we're going to talk about that. Goodness, what else do we have? Um, we we are going to talk about, we do have um, two wives that are coming on to talk about what it's like for them. They are, their spouses are um, black and they want to talk about just how their experience was a little bit different this sure. year sure. compared to some of the others. So I think it's important to give them a voice too um, because I can't obviously speak to that, but they want to share what it's been like for them when their spouse feels like they don't have to pick a side. Nobody has to pick a side. Right. They want to be supportive of law enforcement, but also um, say, you know, we we don't agree with certain things that are happening. So um, they're going to talk about that. Um, we are also talking about, goodness, what else do we have? Um, oh, how to pivot, basically. So I have Corey Weathers coming on, and she had a great interview on just how to adapt and pivot because – Law enforcement in general can throw some wrenches into your schedule, yes. and but this year has had an astronomical amount as well. So she's just talking about how to not really get stuck in where you're at. It doesn't need to ruin your day or ruin your week. There are ways to kind of make plans to pivot, whether it's you or you and your kids when your spouse's schedule changes or your plans in life maybe change. We have a lot of families that are starting to um, get out of law enforcement or Mm -hmm. their plans within law enforcement have changed. So what does that look like 
um, for your family. Sure. Um, so those are just some of the topics we have this year. So it's definitely, oh, two more I was going to share. One, um, we have someone talking about privacy online, which is huge. So glad so you're covering that. Yes. It's huge. So we actually have two people. Um, we have Pete James, which is the owner of Officer Privacy. He was in law enforcement for 25 years and focused on um, uh, just digital um, service, like digital background in law enforcement and forensics. Mm -hmm. And then he also went into the corporate world and did a lot of digital aspects. Um, so he's going to talk about how to keep your privacy and get your personal information off of the internet because it's out there. Mm -hmm. And for law enforcement families, it's not just the officer, but they can find your spouse. They yes. can find your kids. You can, they can find where your mother lives. Yes. So how to kind of break up those connections so that the wrong people don't find your information. Does, um, he, have a, have, does yeah. he have a program like, um, so there's several others out there. It's not coming to mind um, where you can actually join and they, are yes. responsible for getting their clients information off yes so the, he has two different services one is free for 14 days where they show he basically gives you access to his technology he says every website out there like the 30 top people search sites are different mm -hmm. um they unique removal process like i remember years ago i tried to do one by myself and it was like a three-hour thing and it came back within a month later and i was so mad well he can show you um how to remove yourself from all 30 in about one to two hours wow. so that is free and then you pay for monitoring after that it's 9.99 a month to pay for monitoring to make sure it actually stays off because say you open, um, and it's not officer privacy that would put your information back on. It's, it, say you open um, a credit card or you mm -hmm. get a car loan. Well, these websites see that as new data. Yep. So then they put it right back on those websites. Yes. So they make sure it stays off. Um, he also has a premium service where you just fill out a quick form and boom, they take your whole household off. And, um, and it's a couple hundred bucks, but it is, that's what we did. And it was so worth it because I just didn't have the time, even one to two hours <laughs> and they removed it off. And then they monitor every single month. We pay, you know, you pay for monitoring every month. Mm -hmm. Um, so his is great because some of the other sites out there will actually send your, give your information to another site and have them take it off. Oh, wow. But it's actually him and he has law enforcement officers that he employs to take. So it's them getting on those websites every single month. It stays in house in the U S. Um, so he is so knowledgeable and we, I just did his interview for the conference the other day. Um, then I also have, um, Mo McClanahan. She just retired a month or two ago from law enforcement and she's going to talk about um safety security and privacy for your kids on the internet so it's a topic that isn't necessarily law enforcement related however we have so many of our kids online right now doing schooling um and there are so many um just ways for people to get access to our kids information yes. Yes. so i felt like it was really important to talk about that in the day and age that we're in right now. So she's really knowledgeable. So she's going to talk about just um, four tips that you should be taking if your kids are online. And um, is his so website, really the, the first one, is the website actually officerprivacy.com or do you? Yes, it is. Okay, because I want to make sure my listeners yeah. get to look at that also. 
Um, yes. and yeah, the one with kids, that is so important. Our kids are, are really very vulnerable online and a lot of bad stuff can happen. Um, yeah, it's and, scary. And you just, you don't know, um, you know, there are so many apps and even just using like Google, mm -hmm. Google location, they can figure out where, you know, kids are. Um, so it's important, I think, just as long as every parent, but as law enforcement families, we want to know quick, easy ways to be cautious. That's like in our nature, our spouses kind of make it ingrained in us to be prepared. Yes. So this is an area that um, is important. We want to know how do we prepare our kids? What things do we need to be saying to our kids so that, um, you know, just they don't, people don't get access to them. Well, and you don't want to, you know, you have to instill a little fear um, in your kids, yeah. but you sure don't want to make them, you know, so paranoid they never leave their room. Um, there's, right. there's a real balance there and having Definitely. been the mother of two kids whose lives were threatened when they were yes. four and seven, and this was before the internet became what the internet is. And it was right. just, you know, the nature of their father's job. It, that's a very near and dear topic. I'm amazed at seeing moms that will have some type of law enforcement blue line, whatever. And then in the back window of their van, they will have their little kids, picked uh, you know, like little stick figure things yes. with their names and in a soccer ball and you're telling people all over the world i have this many children and here's their interest yes. and it makes it really easy for people to prey on them um Absolutely. and that's not even the internet that's riding around town and everywhere you park and you just go yeah you didn't think about that before you put that on your car and i'm so glad you mentioned that like even a couple of years ago we went to disney and before we went i told my husband oh i'd love to get those little like Mickey Mouse stickers for the back of the car. My husband's like, are you kidding me? Now they know exactly how many family members are in our car. They know we have a dog. Yep. They could, you know, um, I, he wouldn't let me get one of the stickers on where they went to you know, the minutes on where they went to school. He right. was like, now we know they know how many children go to school and what school. So like, just like what you're saying, my husband's yep. like, no way that is, you know, pray um, for these, uh, you know, criminals yes. so it's it's very very true um you just don't realize what um you know people what kind of information people are using to gather on you or your children sure sure it's uh it, it's very difficult for the general public to really understand they need to be aware of these things also but they don't understand the extra um threat really, that's out there for law enforcement families. I know when things were going so bad um, and, you know, protests and all of those things. And I know a lot of the officers around here uh, were having their wives and husbands take off thin blue lines and all of that kind of stuff off their cars, which is really hard for families because, we, you know, we want to be proud of who our spouses are and the things they do. But there is a limit, unfortunately. And I was I was shocked to find I had a sign in my front yard and all it said is we support law enforcement and my homeowners association sent a letter that said that was a political sign and I had to take it down. And so I'm determined wow. to go to a meeting and I'm going to make a sign that says we support sanitation department or sanitation workers. I yeah. want to know if that's political because <laughs> I just don't understand. Yeah, exactly. But we're we're being well, we monitored. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. And the same thing is, 
I mean, we have always had a thimble line flag outside our home, but this year we had to take it down. And I tried to tell other spouses and I had to tell myself, you, you know, yes, we want to be proud. And I want to like, like scream from the rooftops that I'm proud of my husband and what he does for our community and what he does for us. But it, there is a fine line and you have to be safe. But what I say to spouses is you can be proud, but you don't have to be loud. Yes. You can be proud inside your home. It's what you show your spouse at home and your family unit that matters. It's not that you have a sticker on the back of your car. It's not that you're wearing a white shirt out in public for everybody to see. You can do those things, but you have to judge on, is it safe to do that in my community? Is it safe where I live? Um, Probably walking down the streets of Seattle with that is probably not a good idea, but, or Portland, but you know, you can do that maybe in your small town of Tennessee. So you just have to judge what is safe and not safe and just remember that it's what is happening inside your home that matters not outside well and i will say for all of you out there that y'all can't be loud i'm loud here at under the shield because when they made me take that one sign down i put up (laughs) like three yard flags (laughs) they haven't said anything about that yet i'm tempted to add five or six more um but you know we'll we'll see how that goes over but as we wrap up here um, can you give us the dates of the conference and again, the website and how they can get to you? Absolutely. So yes, the dates of the conference registration is open now, so they can register all the way up through the conference, which is April 19th okay. to 23rd, 2021. Um, it's in April every single year. They can register on my website, proudpoliceway.com. At the very top, they go to the top of the website, you'll see conference registration and they just click on that. Um, and pick whatever passes, um, you know, they feel they need to get the most out of the conference. So, and I hope they will come join. Remember that you can um, listen, watch the videos whenever it works for you. There's no timetable. Terrific. And we will make sure all of that is posted also on um, our page so that they can go to that part and get it straight from there. And Rebecca, we just can't say thank you enough for taking time out of your Saturday morning here. This will actually air on a Monday, but uh, this was the date that worked for us to get this recorded. And we just appreciate your time and willingness to come on and all that you're doing for our law enforcement families, because you're doing an amazing job. Keep up the good work. And you just know that at Under the Shield, if we can ever do anything for you or anyone in your organization, all you have to do is call us. Uh, For our listeners out there, again, our toll-free number is 855-889-2348. And we're on Facebook at Under the Shield Foundation. Um, Don't know what else. There are so many ways of reaching us, and I don't remember them all. I'm getting old, and that's why I'm really encouraged that, Rebecca, you're going to be here and people like you to pick up the the load and and run with it because... Unfortunately, I'm not going to live forever. <laughs> and so, some some have me one foot in the grave now as it is, but uh, I'll keep fighting this with you. And anyway, we can help you guys let us know. Thank you so much, Susan. It was an honor. Thank you. Y'all come back and see us next week.